today and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today as it gripped firmly to the unshakable rock of Holy Scripture? Well, uh, welcome to the podcast today and I'm just going to confess I can't resist. In the last podcast I mentioned about great questions of the Bible that have always intrigued me because they were questions always of huge importance that cause us to think about a great spiritual truth. Well, I'm going to do another one today. I was going to put it off, but there are just so many of these great questions. I think I could spend a year of podcasts uh, exploring some of these. But the one today is found in Romans chapter 5. Here's the great question of the day. Romans chapter 5. Actually, the begin the, the, uh, the uh, uh, beginning of it is in chapter 5. The question itself is in chapter 6, and it's located in verse 1. But I'm going to read just a couple verses here. Listen to this. The Apostle Paul writes this to the Romans. Therefore, as by the offense of the one, he's ref- referring to Adam, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. In other words, God gave his law so that we might know the depth of our sin. But where sin abounded, Paul goes on to say, grace did much more abound, that as sin has reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through the righteousness, uh, through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Now listen to this question. Here it is, folks. Listen today. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? That's the great, great question of today. Basically, I could summarize it as, shall we go on sinning so that grace can increase? That's a question that has been bandied about by many people who've not read completely their scriptures uh, before, and they come to faulty conclusions. They're, they're, They're amazed at the wonderful righteousness of Christ the declaration that there's no more condemnation or judgment because of what Christ has done. And some people came to a false teaching, and this was even true in the early church, obviously, that, well, then why don't I just keep on sinning to give God's grace more opportunity to be a blessing to me? Have you ever heard anybody say that? Have you ever thought that yourself? I've had people talk to me in difficult counseling situations and simply say, well, it's okay if I make this wrong choice because I know all I have to do is ask God to forgive me and he, he has to do so. Uh, and so I can willfully sin knowing that, you know, grace is going to cover that. Um, that demonstrates to me an absolute twisted and false understanding of the Bible reading recently the experiences of an army, excuse me, of a Navy chaplain whose name was Norman Brown, and he was relating opportunities he had to be a chaplain in the armed forces. And he remembered talking to a worshiper one day, a Navy man that was there. And the Navy, naval man said, my favorite part of worship 
service is the assurance that I've been pardoned from sin. Then I know I'm good to go for the next week. Now, I don't think he meant that flippantly. I think what that naval personnel actually was saying was that it's good for me to have a weekly reminder of God's grace because it really does motivate me to to continue to live for Christ this week. Because what the Apostle Paul is saying is not that God's grace gives us license to go out and sin more so we can get more of God's grace. He goes on to say in chapter 6, verse 2, Uh, When he says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? He says in the very next verse, God forbid. Uh, Literally, that is in the original Greek language, meganoito, which means may it never be. How can we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? And boy, he takes off in the rest of that chapter 6 and he really opens your eyes to understanding the nature of God's grace. So what Paul is doing is he is reminding us as readers when we read that chapter that it's important we don't take God's grace for granted. You know, every time that we make a willful choice to sin, it's almost like you're holding that temptation in one hand and you're holding the grace of God in the other hand. And the enormous price that it cost for God to forgive you your sin uh, uh, cost the very life of his dear son, the eternal son of God, extravagant price. So every time that I hold that sin in one hand and the gift of God's grace in the other hand, when I choose that sin, I'm literally spitting on the sacrifice of Christ. I am discounting it. I am I am dismissing it as of no value. And so Paul is taking the time to remind us that great, God's grace doesn't give us a license to keep on sinning. Uh, as a matter of fact, and by the way, that was often called cheap grace. It still is. A man named Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he was a World War II martyr for the faith. He agreed cheap grace or preaching forgiveness without requiring genuine repentance uh, because God's grace for us was so costly. We dare not spit on it and discount it as something that's cheap and, and, uh, and of no value. The Lord God of heaven sent his son, Jesus Christ, to give give up his life for our sins. So Paul says, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace can can increase and be larger? And the answer is, of course not. That disrespects and cheapens God's grace. Now, I don't know what you're going to face today. I don't know what you're going to run into. I don't know what you will brush up against at work. I don't know what will happen in your family life at home. I don't know what you might see on your laptop computer. I don't know what you may open your eyes to on the television. But I'm telling you this right now. You dare not give in to that thinking, well, God will just forgive me. I'll just whisper a prayer and it'll all be cleaned up. You dare not do that because you are absolutely just... Uh, dismissing and discounting and devaluing and dishonoring uh, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. How dare you do that thing? I speak to myself that way. I have to remind myself of that quite frequently. How dare you spit on the sacrifice of Christ to give in to that temptation? 
um, one of the worst scoldings you could receive when I was a boy uh, was, you weren't raised that way. Uh, you were raised better than that. Um, I didn't sacrifice so that you could just misbehave and be a be a rotten rascal uh, every time, and then want to make want to expect things to just be back right again. Listen, folks, we all fall short. When you do, you need to be broken over that and do what First John one nine says: for if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us. But always remember before you make that choice that uh, that the sacrifice of Jesus Christ is the cost for your forgiveness. Um, that's what has set us free. You do not have to be bound by the chains of your flesh. The Bible says, quote, Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we'll also live with him. Unquote. Paul, in that passage of Scripture in Romans 5, is not calling us to some cheap, inexpensive grace, but to live the richest life possible where I have been liberated and freed from my bondage to have to sin because of my broken nature. Um, instead, I'm called to the richest possible life I could ever be given today in Christ. Why don't you take the opportunity to just bow the knee and pray or bow your head where you are. If you're driving, don't close your eyes, but bow your head. And why don't you take this opportunity to say, Father, I have been dismissive of your grace. Forgive me. And I want to live for you. I want you to be honored. I want your sacrifice to be magnified and made of great importance. And I know the Lord will bless you and help you today as you serve him. Go to him and say, Father, forgive me when I've taken your grace for granted. Keep me from sin and help me to walk in obedience. God bless you today. I'm praying for you, and I know that the Lord is going to see you through whenever you might face. Keep your eyes fixed on Christ. 